Hey, my beautiful sunflowers, and welcome back to another episode of Fearfully and Wonderfully Made Podcast with your host, yours truly, Mika J. And I'm so glad that you guys are deciding to tune in because we have a special episode this week, y'all, because I am not by myself. Joining me this week is the beautiful, the wonderful Miss Kayla Robinson. Hey, y'all. Hey. Y'all, I had to bring her back, okay? I just had to bring this back, mainly because... If you have listened to any of my past podcast episodes, I'm pretty sure you've had the opportunity to hear me mention Kayla's blog, and it is called The Millennial Guide. And if you guys want to check it out, you can be sure to check it out on Facebook. It's The Millennial Christian Guide, excuse me. And you can check it out on Facebook. She has so many wonderful writings that can help the lives of Christians, as well as even if you haven't had a chance to actually come to know God for yourself yet, it's still a wonderful blog because it's very relatable, and it's honestly about life i don't know why sometimes we as people um feel as though that just because you know we come over to the lord's side and we choose to have the lord as our lord and savior that we don't go through real life but we're right. nothing but that people. life just stops all right. of a sudden it's tulips and rainbows and oh your issues ain't the same issue now we still in the ghetto with y'all we yeah. just got jesus on our side this time that's right. it it's still here is i promise you like the only difference is is that we now come over to God's side but it's still ghetto over here sometimes <laughs> the only reason why it's not so ghetto is because we have the Lord as a source of strength to help us during these times y'all so it's still it's relatable it's a wonderful blog be sure to please check it out and she wrote something that was so profound that we're going to expound on today and we're going to get to it but before we do that if you're new you know, to this podcast, you know, a new tune inner. And this is your first time listening to Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. I just want to say, hey, y'all, hey, and welcome to our world of wonderful Christian craziness over here. So, guys, without further ado, I just want you to know that you're loved, you're wonderful, you're amazing, and most of all, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So, let's go ahead and get to it.
right, great people. So welcome back, especially all of my faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I truly hope that this episode touches your heart today. Because like I said, guys, I am not by myself. Miss Kayla is joining me. And we are all here because of a wonderful blog post that she wrote about recently called All My Single Ladies and Gentlemen. (laughs) Well, I changed it to BP Prayer. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, both of them are wonderful, you know. I mean, you cannot go wrong without quoting Lion King. Basically, listen. (laughs) So I do know that it's a wonderful blog post that you guys should check out now called Be Prepared. And it's about the single season, which Kayla has now said that we're going to call it our preparation season. So guys, this episode is called Preparation Season, and it is talking about us getting prepared for God taking us into our season of marriage. So Kayla, what really was the force behind you writing this blog post? So the force was, it's been a lot of things. So just me reflecting back on my life and just from what I've come from to where I am now. So um, I talk about it a lot in my blog, but um, basically when I was 18, I was, I guess, you know, like what they portray in the movies is like, you know, 30 year old women. Like I was very so concerned about having a boyfriend and, and getting married and stuff like this. Like, yeah, I would like literally cry at 18 and 19 years old because I thought I was going to be 30, the terror of getting married at 30. And, um, and I used to have friends all the time tell me, you know, like, you know, just, you know, be patient, you know, go on about life. Like, you know, um, you're always going to find them when you're not looking for them and, you know, these kinds of things. And, you know, they would try to tell me, you know, I wish I was single and I just wasn't hearing none of that. And circa 2017, after I finished um, being in another situation that ended, Uh, I'm not really sure how I ended up on YouTube, but I ended up on YouTube and I found Trey Roberts' um, Five Keys to Identifying Your Soulmate. And that showed me like a lot of, you know, it gave me like some different things, you know, to identify. And one thing was wholeness. And, you know, even though he said it, it kind of like went in one ear and out the other, I'm not going to lie. Until I went to like on the side where it, you know, um, gives you advice on like what like thing like what videos you might like to listen to and stuff so I end up finding transformation churches um relationship goals series mm-hmm. and one of one of the series talked about you know like before you're in a relationship so basically it talked about you know enjoy your single season and do all the things that you're not able to do you know when you're in a relationship and that was when the light bulb first kind of hit I was like you know what Right. Kind of got a point. Like, I've been wanting to go back to school, you know, get my master's degree and stuff like that. And I was like, what better time to do that than when I'm not in a relationship? Hey, man, come on, somebody. Right. So, um, so I I went back to school and, you know, I started like kind of on that journey, but still kind of, you know, wanting a relationship or whatever on the back end. And then, as it progressed and as I started like traveling and, you know, as I met friend and, you know, just started experiencing and and loving life more, I was like, you know what? You haven't really been experiencing life the way you should have been experiencing life. And not saying that, you know, 
like I won't be able to experience life with my future husband or whatever. But it's different when, you know, it's just you by yourself. And then that also took me back to Tori Roberts, you know, video about um, wholeness or five kids identifying your soulmate and when he talked about wholeness. And that's kind of when it clicked, like, you know what, were you really interested back then when you were like over a relationship? And the answer was no, not in the least. <laughs> like you were very boring, sis. Like you did nothing. <laughs> we were ghetto. We were all the way ghetto. We were at the bottom of the barrel ghetto. Um, so it it was like, you know what? Like instead of you worrying about, you know, finding your spouse, like right. fix you. Like right. there's still some trauma that you're dealing with. So go to therapy. I'm in therapy now, you know, like, and then also, I've also been in the season reading about stewardship mm-hmm. and, you know, how you can't ask for or want other things when you're not taking care of the things that you're taking care of right now. Right. And, you know, I want to be a wife. like, And that was a problem that I had younger mm-hmm. that I wouldn't acknowledge that I wanted to be a wife. I was just kind of going with what the culture said was cool and stuff. Right. But no, I want to be a wife. And being around my mom a lot more since I'm living at home now, it's like seeing her do all the wifely duties and stuff like that. I'm like, mm, you can't even keep your room clean for, maybe for like a consecutive amount of days. Like on, maybe we need to like focus on this, get you a good cleaning schedule, you know, My God. get you a couple more, you know, recipes under your belt and whatnot, you know, enjoy life, travel, learn how to budget, you know, like you're doing all right, but you, you know, you still throwing caution to the wind a little bit. Major you death. know, so <laughs> so it's just been a combination of things over the years. And so as I reflected on it, um, God kind of like just gave me this idea of, you know, like instead of looking at your, you know, like your single season as you're single, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like what are you going to do? Like it's your preparation season. Like you're preparing to be the person that you want to be in marriage or even just in the next year or so. Like if you want to be, you know, more financially secure, Here's the time to do that when you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about somebody else's debt or, you know, worry about somebody else, unfortunately, getting laid off their job or whatever. Like, you only have your stuff to worry about. You got your bills, your debt. You can cut the stuff you need to cut. You don't have to ask nobody what you can cut. It's your stuff. Right. Or, or, you know, if you just want to pick up, pack up one day and, you know, like, hmm. I want to go to New York this weekend. You can go because it's just you. You don't have to check in with nobody. You know, maybe your mama, you know, mm-hmm. tell her, hey. But Please other check than that, in with the mamas. Right. <laughs> other than telling her, hey, I'm gone. But other right. than that, like, it's now, hey, so mm-hmm. I move, you know, this money from the check-in to the savings or the savings to the check-in. Right. Um, I'll be back. And then having this whole conversation as to why, like, it's really just you. So right. you can just prepare and be the person that you want to be. And because preparation is very biblical too. Like God has pl- a plethora of scriptures in the Bible that tell us, you know, the means of preparation and one that sticks out um, that actually I looked up and it really, I was drawn to it was Proverbs 24 and 27. And this is the ESV version. And it says, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. I said, my goodness gracious, Lord, that is the true example of a preparation season. And it's like so many times we get caught into these situationships and we get caught into these things of trying to actually, you know, mold another individual, to build another individual, to cause another individual to flourish. 
when the fact of when you look at it, you're trying to pour from an empty cup. Nine times out of 10, when you actually sit back and think about it, a lot of times you're not really liking yourself. You, you're you being harder okay. on yourself and not showing yourself grace. Like yeah. you're literally deflecting from situations that you know for a fact you should be working on, which is a lot of times we catch ourselves trying to fix those things in other people instead of trying to fix those things in ourselves. So really when you sit back and look at it, the preparation season is so extremely important for you to actually truly learn what it is to actually give your best self to another person. Like, and when I look at, you know, the word of God, because everything has to go back to the word of God, because God is the center of all. The reason why relationships are what they are is because the basis and foundation is built on Christ. So, you know, when we look at Adam, God didn't create Adam and Eve at the same time. Like he created Adam by himself. Mm -hmm. Adam had a whole job, y'all. He had oh, a whole yeah. job. He had things he had to take care of. Like he 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 was important. Like he was a built individual person on his own. God, he let God take that time to mold, shape, and build him. God created him, right? God gave him, hey, this is what you need to do. God instilled those things in him. And then after that, then after Adam was working and taking care of the things that he had to work on. Then God looked at Adam and said, you know what? Mm, it's not good for man to be alone. Now let me bring him someone. Right. And so many times we actually try to put the cart before the horse <laughs> and try to go out there and think that we know what is best for us when only God really knows what is best for us. And that's how we find ourselves in so many situationships. That's how we find ourselves, honestly, literally at nighttime in the bed crying, sitting here wondering, what did I do? Is it me? Am mm-hmm. I not enough? Right. When truly you are enough because you haven't just allowed yourself to take that time to know your individual self in Christ and for yourself. And that's what a preparation season is actually for. And honestly, when I was reading your blog post, like the main thing that stuck out to me was time because I kept seeing, you know, specific figures pop up. Like, you know, we work eight hours and 24 hours out of a day. And I thought I would be married by the age of 25 and have my first kid by the age of 27. And numbers, time always sticks out. And we constantly feel like God exists within the realm and the spectrum of time. And God does not. He exists outside of that. But it takes us truly denying our flesh us realize that we can't do this thing for ourselves and then surrendering things to Christ for us, for him to get him, uh, excuse me, to that point of realizing like, you know what? Time really doesn't matter because God does everything in its own timing for a specific reason anyway. Right. Because I was the I'm, same way. <laughs> fact. And you know what? I was thinking of it um, the other day and I was like, you know, Satan comes to kill, steal, mm-hmm. and destroy, right? And he's mm-hmm. always trying to pervert something that God has. Right. And I was like, you know, culture is always trying to put you, like, it. it first of all, you can never be on the right time schedule with culture. Right. Because if you follow the the quote-unquote timeline to a T, culture's always going to tell you, oh, you're moving too fast. Mm-hmm. And then if you go slower than that, culture's going to tell you, you need to hurry up. But right. I was thinking about it, and it's like, you know, God does everything on his perfect timing, right? There is Mm -hmm. no timeline when it comes to God. But Satan perverts our thought process and telling us 
no, like you have to get this done by this date. Like mm-hmm. your ovaries are gonna, you know, right. not have any, you know, you're not gonna have any ovaries left to have a baby, you know, when you get when you finally do get married at 35 or 36 or whatever. Like, oh, all your friends are, are getting married. Like, what's wrong with you? Something's wrong with you. Right. And it will use he will use all kinds of things and all kinds of different, you know, um, sins really to Mm -hmm. just get to you and different fears and different things of that nature so I had to realize like wow like you know like when you start getting overwhelmed and fearful and anxiety Mm -hmm. and 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 all these different emotions about time that's the enemy because God really doesn't work on none of that and one person I always go back to in the Bible is Sarah because Chick was 90 when she had a baby okay like 90 (laughs) and even though like you know their age limit was you know a different age limit than we Mm -hmm. have now but still it was still old back in her day too so right I, after that, I was just like, you know, I refuse to look at time as the spectrum. Like, it's going to happen when God says it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be perfect because it's his timing. Most definitely. And and like you just said, we have to understand God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And I know I say that a lot, but it's so true, though. Like, the reason why we're always in a hurry and we're always in a rush trying to get this done to get that done is because we're operating within this mode of we want what we want when we want it and how we want it. But mm-hmm. God doesn't operate that way. Cause for one, God looks at the heart, the inside, not the outer appearance. Right. So that just goes to automatically debunk what we think we know and what we want anyway, because we automatically look at the materialistic things and the things, of, mm-hmm. you know, of the flesh, because that's what the flesh does. But, you know, God knew us even when we was in our mother's womb. So, I mean, he's going to not operate on the wants, but he's going to operate on the needs. Okay. Like he know what we need. He, mm-hmm. he knows our heart better than ourselves. So a lot of times when you're being in this, in such this rush, like Kayla said, it's the enemy trying to literally push you to go outside of the will of God, because ultimately it's all about glorifying God. God also says y'all in his word in first Corinthians six and 20, this is also the ESV that for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Like first and foremost, this body this thing, this journey, what we're on is to glorify God, is not to glorify marriage, is not to glorify materialistic things, is not to glorify our wants, because that's operating in a mode of idolatry. And honestly, that's what a lot of us operate in, especially mm-hmm. in this new age, is idolatry for marriage. Like, oh, we're constantly thinking about the whimsical parts of marriage and, oh, it's going to be this, you know, it's going to be that, and fantasizing all the time about this thing that a lot of times when you sit back and you look at it, when was the last time you spent time with God? When was the last time you actually sat in the presence of God? When was the last time, you know, you spent time in prayer and in fasting and in reading your word? And a lot of times you sit back and you ask yourself why it hasn't happened yet. It happened because because your focus is shifted on the wrong things. Right. And once you allow God to become the center of everything for you and you take your focus off those things that he already is taking care of for you anyway, then you were soon to learn that, hey, you know what? I'm pretty awesome myself. Like I'm pretty great 
myself. Like, you know, I I can love myself without loving everything that I do. And that is in Miss Joyce Meyer's book. And it's called Authentically You. You guys should definitely read it. I'm like in the process of reading it and I really like it. But she says that, and that hit me because I was like, that is so true. We think that just because there's certain things and parts about ourselves that we don't like, that we automatically assume that we shouldn't love all of ourselves. But that's right. what God is trying to shift you towards. That's what he's trying to shift your focus from fantasizing and idealizing marriage and all these things that he has, you know, for you to shift in the focus on you and him so that you can, for one, grow to see yourself as he sees you and for you to be able to understand how much he loves you, the great things he want to do for you, the purpose and the will that he has for you and how he has you to want to walk in, how he wants you to walk in right standing with him. And then you will start to soon see that everything else will fall into place. Like, we don't have to worry about the things that God is already taking care of. And that's one thing that I love that your blog post really, like, in a roundabout way points out when you start to get into the mode of asking yourself questions. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what am I, what am I preparing for? You know, I'm so busy worrying about and idealizing these things and and, and I'm wanting this thing so much, but I'm, I'm so focused on the actual thing that I not even focusing on what I have to prepare for to gain said thing. Right. And we do that all the time. We, we really do. do. Mm-hmm. And then that also kind of goes hand in hand with stewardship too, because, okay, you want this, but what do you need to do to get to that? Right. Like, what do you need to learn to be ready to receive and to maintain mm-hmm. this what you want? Like, okay, you want marriage, but you can't even be vulnerable with yourself. You Ooh. can't even be vulnerable with, you know, your best friends. So My God. how are you trying to be vulnerable with a husband? Oh, goodness. <laughs> You ain't got to hit him with the one-two combo. Wait a minute. I'm, listen, I'm just telling y'all what I had to go through earlier this year. You know, I won't name any mm. names, but, you know, wow. she's on this podcast. Wow. Um, she had to bring that up to my attention, you know? Like, wow. you're going to have to communicate in a relationship. If you can't even communicate to your friends and family, like, mm-hmm. what it is you're going through or what you need and what you want out of that relationship, how are you going to communicate to your husband? And this is very true, though. Honestly, like, and y'all, what I'm about to say, please, people with mm-hmm. perverted minds, for one, we go ahead and we bind that right now in the name of Jesus, because yes. this is not what this is. But this is just to give you an example that relationships, whether platonic or whether romantic, the underlying base is still relationship. Mm-hmm. And like... I have learned how to be better with relationships and honestly seeing how it goes hand in hand one day with being in a romantic relationship, literally with my best friend slash little sister Kaylee right here on the podcast. And here's why. Mainly because like in other friendships, I can honestly be transparent and say I wasn't honestly the best communicator. I was the best at being inspirational to friends and encouraging friends but also mm, I hear you Jesus I don't know who need to hear this but just because you are a very inspiring person and you are very encouraging does not mean you are a great communicator true I don't know who need to hear that but that just really came dropped in the spirit right then but I had to put it out there doesn't mean you are the best communicator because like with me I was uneasy sometimes of wanting to actually bring things to certain attention or point out like hey you did this to make me upset because of you know trauma and pastimes of confrontation now I don't mind being confrontational but I just know me and I tend to go there 
And so to keep me from going there, I was like, okay, it's just best not to go there at all. But I'm learning on this journey. That's not right. Because you just think if you're doing that in a friendship, you'll do that in a marriage. Mm-hmm. If you're automatically sitting here saying, well, I ain't going to say nothing at all, knowing for a fact that this needs to be talked about and needs to be said, you'll do that in a marriage because a habit is a habit. It doesn't matter in which setting, context, or whatever the shape, form, or fashion it may be, a habit is a habit. Okay. You can't expect that you don't clean your house before your husband comes, but all of a sudden when you meet your husband, you think you're going to have a clean house. You don't work like that. So you have to start working on said things Mm -hmm. whenever you see that those things propose a problem. And that's how you actually determine your growth. So I noticed this friendship that I have with her is different from past friendships that I had, but I had to show myself grace and I had to actually, you know, speak positive things on myself and be like, you know what? It's because you're not the same. You're different. Like God is like shifting you gradually in each season for you to become different because it's times that I can truly say Kayla and I have never had an argument. Like we just don't argue. Now, do Mm -hmm. we disagree or we bring things to each other's attention? Yeah, we do. But it's the most cool, calm and collected bringing things to each other's attention thing ever and it shows me (laughs) (laughs) and it's showing me like this traumatic mindset that we have of thinking that everything has to be on a level 10 to 10 million with a disagreement is so toxic y'all mm-hmm. and I know people are like oh well they say if you don't argue in a relationship is it healthy I'm listening I don't know why a country woman came out of me right then but baby listen <laughs> like I'm just saying <laughs> um that's very true but it's levels to like disputes mm-hmm. you disputing it just at, at all and you showing a difference of opinion is you moving in a healthy way because it's showing mm-hmm. you like each other we don't agree on everything and that's okay i can respect you you can right. respect me but so, if you feel like you gotta throw that toaster 25 yards listen, in front of you you need to walk away hit him that that probably ain't it for you listen, and you, let me know, tell you, you also something. maybe for your next season maybe what you need listen. is anger management and therapy first you know? of all i need you to get out my backyard don't don't be in my business <laughs> let me tell you something you know i have forgot about your hope for like 2.5 seconds <laughs> listen let me tell y'all something and this is a person that and i know y'all are going to be like oh my goodness not not minister sister Shamika. Child, Listen, I got some stories to I tell. I got some stories to tell y'all. <laughs> the as a former throw her handser, uh, <laughs> don't do it. It's it's really not worth it. And honestly, when you get into that type of situation, you really see how toxic you are, as well as you learn your buttons at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. I can say, like now, as I'm getting older. I, Kayla can tell you, I'm totally different now. I'm not going to argue with you. That's what we're not going to do. I would rather walk away and tell you, hey, let's have a breather. Let's get ourselves together. Because honestly, I feel tensions are rising and I know what's going to come out of me and I don't want to go there. And I can only imagine what's going to come out of you. So let's just take a breather. But it's arguing with you. I'm not going to argue with you because I know what that's going to take me. And it's all about knowing yourself. And honestly, that's within the preparation season. So now mm-hmm. that's preparing me for my husband. I don't be- I do not do below the bill. It's good for me not to. 
It's wonderful for her not to, y'all. It's it's a blessing for me not to. So, because I'm the type, I know me, I'm going to be that one to going to bring the dragon out of you, and you're going to have to come super duper hard at me. And that's not saying you're going to hurt my feelings now. It's going to be a, it, it, it shouldn't be like that. So, right. it's teaching me how to, for one, learn how to assess myself and also learn how to speak up and communicate and say, hey, this is getting to a place. Mm-hmm. Let's calm down. And honestly, learning not to put myself around those type of people that is always putting me on a hun- level 100 anyway. Right. Because 9 times out of 10, those are not your people. So all of this comes like in a mode of preparation. But she coming into my life and being the wonderful little sister that she is, like has taught me what it is to communicate, what it is to be patient, what it is to, you know, be mindful of like tones and different things of that such and like be okay <laughs> you, she is y'all honestly i'm the undercover sensitive sentimental type she did let it up bear all out okay <laughs> we yin and yang in it but i love her for it so like i can't say she's taught me to be with my you know very sassy can be self very delicate and understanding that you know you have to learn how to understand it that just because you may be able to take it like that doesn't mean that person is able to take it like that. So look at your friendships like that, like ladies and gents. Like this goes for bros too. Like look how you actually treat your friend. Look at the communication communication style, excuse me, that you guys have. Like, you know, how does that person actually make you feel? Like, do they make you feel as though you can communicate yourself even when it's in times of opposition and maybe in times of something that be, may be controversial? Can you openly express yourself in that moment? Or do you feel like you always have to retreat and if so sit back and ask yourself questions like okay what's the issue is it me or is it them it's been many times like Kayla don't even know I've been over here finding like a inside battle about like me and her uh, friendship but not to attend come to find out it wasn't her it was me right and that's why I sit back and I ask myself like (laughs) you know what it that's really me that ain't her because she ain't even do nothing (laughs) like normally it'd be like that like she didn't even do nothing so like, it's not her. I know right now this is me and whatever insecurity and low-key mm-hmm. problem that I'm having to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so all yes. of that, y'all, is in a preparation season. This is something mm-hmm. that you always have to, like, you know, tell yourself. And with that, what Kayla mentioned earlier um, about the planning and the cooking and different stuff like that. Like, y'all, honestly, when you sit back and ask yourself, like, look, with my life right now, can I really truly say that I can at least somewhat effectively come home, take care of myself, <laughs> and take care of another individual? Right. Like, I mean, I, this is outside of you doing the 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 fantasizing. And the ladies, we get it. We get it. We we were women ourselves, sis. We get it. We get but it. outside of that, and guys, you too. Look, am I at a place right now to truly be the provider that God intended for me to be? Right. And I'm not talking about just financial. No, 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 no. This is yeah, not always about a financial thing. Lot. This is a whole lot mentally. Are you able to be able to be the provider for her mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. like physically? You know, because you might be tired too, bro. Look, guys are tired too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, and then also. Like, spiritually, are you at that place to be able to provide for her and and what she needs spiritually? These are all things you have to ask yourself. And Mm -hmm. that's what I had to ask myself. And honestly, it's like, spiritually, yes, God is building me up there, baby. I'm I'm your prayer warrior, boo-boo. Let's pray about this stink. Come on, stink. 
Lord. about this and fast and mentally i'm here for you let friend tell it i be a low-key therapist <laughs> not low very high <laughs> i'm here for you Listen, i tell my therapist all the time so you know i had another therapy session with mika <laughs> and mika said this <laughs> a lot of the times what we end up talking about really is like okay so me and mika were having a conversation and <laughs> she pointed this out to me so <laughs> I think that's the issue. <laughs> so listen, like, like mentally, I got you. But when it comes down, like, God's trying to, you know, deal with me financially. You know what I'm saying? He's got me on the path financially. But it's like, man, look, when it comes down to time and 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 being able to fit uh, another individual in the space that I have right now, I'm like, Kayla, like, man, it's times I literally be sitting back and all of a sudden my house done piled up. And I'd be like, how sway? Bruh, <laughs> like I'm trying to like cook effectively and take care of a whole dog that's a child. Y'all, it's hard over here for a dog mom that's single. Like it's that a lot. True. So it's it's I really had to be honest with myself and be like, look, I know you desire, I know you have, you know, this strong desire in you. I know that you want, you know, God to bring you this in someone. And yes, he is on the way, but learn how to be okay within this moment because right. look at it as a mode of grace and mercy from Christ, mm-hmm. giving you the time to actually prepare before that that person comes right. along. And so there's I'm always something to work on. There is always True. something to work on. And if you're just like, man, K and me, there's like nothing for me to work on. Like, I'm good. Listen, all you got to do is pray to Jesus and ask him to reveal to you what you need to work on. I promise you it'll be like 20 things. 20. And you'll be like, oh, but I thought I was doing good. And then next thing you know, you just in your room crying and you don't even know why. You just like. What worship music called Jesus. <laughs> I come to you as Heavenly Father. I'm an open, willing vessel, Jesus. Like crying. Listen. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot, y'all. Like It's a it's, lot. It's, you're ever evolving. Yes. That's how God made it. Mm-hmm. That's how he wants you to be. He yes. wants you to, to discover so many wonderful things about yourself because like, look at how he made you. It's so many like unique and wonderful, like amazing quirks and intricacies just to who you are that you haven't even tapped to and mm-hmm. discover yet. Like it's season. God operates in seasons. Season. Like you get, you, you go through the wilderness, something gets pruned off you and you become reborn into another season mm-hmm. and you're, you're working and being wonderful at that. And then you go through another wilderness and then you're, you know, you're pruned and something dies off of you and you're reborn into another great thing like this is a it's a it's a journey it really is and it's something that you really truly can't rush and that's one of the reasons why I really love that this blog because Kayla really spoke to a lot of fears and a lot of (laughs) questions and a lot of things that we really do you know honestly bog our minds with because I'm having the time of my life like i'm i can truly say genuinely happy yes dirty dancing (laughs) honestly and i know some of you out there like mika but i'm just trying to like i just want my person to dirty dance with i know sis okay i I know bro and it's coming but dirty dance with yourself listen listen i know i wasn't the only one back in the day you know when I was younger, who would pretend to do all them little dance moves by myself. 
I wasn't the only one. Okay. So listen, if you live by yourself or even if you live with somebody else, close your door, lock your door, and then pretend you are being lifted in that perfect little stance. Okay. That's what this preparation season is about. It's, It's learning and understanding of how to be okay by yourself and to have fun by yourself by yourself right now for a season for a season it's just for a season it's just for a season and i'm pretty sure like you like okay but what if like i feel like i'm ready like how do i know you know if i'm ready if i'm getting close to being ready you know or maybe i'm ready now i mean i don't know i feel it okay well let's sit back and let's go through some things shall we so What I looked up was, you know, God preparing you for a relationship, you know, heavenly signs. And I came across 15 wonderful ones. And you can Mm -hmm. actually use this as a means of self-inventory to see. Now, let's warn the people real quick, friends. I haven't heard heard this list, y'all. So if y'all hear some commentary from me. Listen. Look, I'm just going to tell you now. Just let me know mine. I'm here. Um, I, I just skimmed it. Honestly, uh-huh. that's that's not smart. That is not really that's not smart um, at all. That's not being a great journalist. So don't do what I did. And this right. is coming mm-hmm. from a person that has an undergrad in broadcast journalism. Don't be right. me. <laughs> don't be me. <laughs> we out um, here taking chances. I am, but <laughs> I, I skimmed some and I was like, you know what? Okay, this is wonderful, Jesus. So mm-hmm. number one is you learn to appreciate your own company. Mm-hmm. And yes. I truly believe that like honestly i'm in that mode and area right now i know k is as well and Mm -hmm. it basically um talks about you know god is preparing you for a relationship when you are learning to enjoy solitude in your alone time as he wants you to be prepared for your future relationship god leads you to the right path by allowing you to feel how it is to be yourself without the company of friends and your partner so, if you're in the midst of that right now, I ain't saying, boo, that mean you ready for a relationship, thing, Okay? I'm just saying this is what it says. So, just take right. inventory. Everything that is said here and on this podcast, please take it to the Lord in prayer. That's the disclaimer. Yes. Um, uh, you Number two, you gain emotional maturity as you spend time praying and meditation. Hmm. It's getting okay. a little close to home. I okay. can see that. I, I can, can see, see that. that. I can, I can see, see that. that. Um, it says praying and meditation play a vital role in your emotional maturity and being emotionally stable means that you are ready to have a long lasting relationship with a new person. Once again, this is not me saying that you're ready. Take it to the Lord in prayer. This is just number two. Mm-hmm. Number three says you find peace within yourself and understand the true meaning of a romantic relationship. Now this yes. right here, Mm. This is true facts. That is true facts. Like when I tell you the word of God is real when it says that a peace that surpasses all understanding. Like, look, when you truly get in that mode with God and it's just you and Jesus, like just you and him on his journey and you have become okay with that. This is facts. You do find peace within yourself and it does help you like understand the meaning of relationships. Mm-hmm. It do because you have that time to really understand your relationship with Christ. So that's true facts. It said when God is preparing you for true love, he wants you to realize the true meaning of singleness. Feel good about yourself and see that being a single woman or a man is not something you should be ashamed of. Facts. All the way facts. Major facts. I felt that in my soul. I really did. That was a beautiful yes. one, friend. It was. 
Number four, you feel confident with yourself after dealing with all your excess baggage from past relationships. Mm -hmm. This is a wonderful one, y'all. If you are still dealing with baggage from past relationships, you guys, we are very true believers of therapy over here, first and foremost. Very true. Okay, Jesus and therapy. Five times already. (laughs) We need to get that shirt. Jesus and therapy. We do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Please go and talk to someone if you feel like you're just you you just can't get a license. A license. Ooh, you petty. I wasn't even thinking about that when I said it, but yeah. A license someone, you got. You know. Because sometimes, you know, your wise friends or your wise parent or your wise grandmother, they haven't dealt and healed from their trauma that they're going through. So the advice they're giving you is coming from their trauma. And then sometimes, what? I'm just saying. I know you're spilling it. As you can see, friend, that's why we are still in therapy. (laughs) But no, I'm serious. This is the truth for y'all. Like, even though Kayla, even though she called me, I I don't know, the listen say or a therapist too or whatever, like, I still am glad friend goes to a licensed therapist because (laughs) this is me just like giving you sound Christian advice, friend. Still go talk to someone, okay? Basically. Like, you know, (laughs) you go talk to Jesus and your therapist for yourself. Like, okay, so please go, like, for real, get some help, whether it's, like, spiritual counseling, go to, I believe in spiritual counseling as well as going to actual, like, like licensed therapists as well, but, you know, that's just Kayla and I from this end, but whatever God leads you to do, definitely pray and take it to the Lord, and mm-hmm. how God leads you to do that, please be sure to, like, go and handle that for sure. Yes. Number five, you value a healthy relationship by saying no to things that cripple your relationship with God. Sha. Mm. Jesus, listen, this is right on time. Once again, number five says you value a healthy relationship by saying no to things that cripple your relationship with God. The most important part of our Christian faith is setting aside every earthly desire and letting the Lord rule over us. When you Mm. no longer see things from a secular perspective, it is one of many signs God is preparing Mm. you for a relationship. For a relationship. Right, yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to move on to number six. I, I so, feel like we need to talk about number five. We ain't got to talk about number we five. We do, we do. We, we mm-hmm. ain't got to talk about it. We do. Why we ain't got to talk about it? Because it said what it said. It was pretty concrete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like the people need elaboration, but it's okay. We can move on. Number six, you envision yourself being in a relationship and feel great about any possibility. Now, okay, I can, all right. Mm, okay so see here's my thing um (laughs) with this one so um i don't know about you Mm -hmm. but i can't remember which which person we were listening to but when she said don't fantasize about it like i took that to heart so i try not to fantasize at all like (laughs) like i may have like a like a little thing here and there but like as of the person Mm -hmm. like it it's just kind of like Eh. <laughs> now I feel like that's a healthy means. Like I wouldn't say don't fantasize <laughs> at all because God has given you know us that for a reason. Yeah. I feel like she was speaking in more in terms of us putting on yeah. certain characteristics and personalities yeah. onto the individual yeah. in our head. So yeah, I'm like you. I have stopped doing that as well. But I do envision myself like in a relationship as yeah. well as like 
also marriage. However, I can say as of late, I have not. Um, so I just been more so chilling with me and God for real right now. Mm-hmm. And like focusing, I think I've been so more like more so, excuse me, focused on the preparation part that I really haven't like even thought about in a relationship right now. Like I desire one. Um, right, definitely. But yeah, it hasn't been that whole thing of like, yeah, I'm strongly envisioning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it says before deciding to marry someone, God wants you to be the right person. And to do that, God wants you to become mature enough to handle difficult feelings that come with any relationship. Another sign that the Holy Spirit is working to improve you is when you can already envision being with others in a romantic way and is no longer daunted with all the possibilities that come along. So, yeah, like I can't say I do envision myself with my husband, but it's never to the point of like. I put so much pressure on myself to need to get there. It's mm-hmm. more so like a healthy envisioning, I, say, I can right. say. Yeah, healthy, yeah. definitely. Um, Number seven, you begin understanding romantic relationships by reading literature. Hmm. This is an wait, interesting wait, wait, one. Wait, replay that one. You begin understanding romantic relationships by reading literature. Oh, I hate that list. <laughs> Listen, I swear it is too close to home. Wait, wait a um, minute. God wants you to see the reality of any relationship aside from Bible verse. Mm. Aside minute. from Bible verses, he uses other forms of literature to help you prepare for the right time when you fully commit yourself to your spouse. I feel attacked. Um, I feel all the way attacked. Okay, number eight, <laughs> people around you see your positive attitude towards romantic love. I feel like we've always been in that mode, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. God is preparing you for dating the right person, not only through the books, but through the people around you as well. So, you know, basically how are you handling um, the relationships that are around you is very important, y'all. Mm-hmm. Number nine, you feel happy thinking about meeting your future husband or wife rather than being afraid to meet a complete stranger. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait mm, like, wait a minute. Like, mm, it I depends guess, on the day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does depend depends on, on the day. day. God's still working on us, okay? That's why I say take this right. to the Lord, all right? Exactly. This doesn't mean that you follow I'm taking none of this as he going to come tomorrow. I'm Please not. don't. Please don't. Don't do that. Because my life is still kind of atrocious. So. Facts. Like, just take it one one step at a time. Take it to the Lord, like I said. Right. Um, it says physical attraction towards someone can be very daunting because of many reasons. But when you feel excited about meeting your significant other on top of other things, it is a sign that you're ready for a blessed life to be spent with another pers- important person who is equally waiting for you. I can say this is definitely me i do know i get happy about meeting my future husband right um it's a whole other story you know to that we just trying to see what god gonna do but um (laughs) um but i am like even just period just excited about meeting my future husband but i'm like okay it is very much so depending on the day though so Mm -hmm. i feel like god is gonna have to come in and just make me 100 (laughs) percent like you know with it All right, so the next one is you begin to see the good things that your past relationship has brought you. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I definitely see that. Strongly in that mode. Like, yeah. um, And that that basically means like you're no longer operating in the mode of bitterness. You have allowed, Mm -hmm. allowed God to come in and to really, you know, take your heart and to prune it. 
and mm-hmm. to renew it and transform it. And honestly, you see yourself like thinking past on those people who have hurt you and not really being upset about those things that they've done. And also being able to be transparent and take accountability for your actions in those relationships as well. Right. So, because, you know, oh, go, go ahead, ahead friend. Uh, I was just going to say there's like, there's good. You can always find a good in everything. So mm-hmm. like, even if it, even if the relationship was a hundred percent bad and horrible, yeah. and, and it was something you should have never done, yeah, that everything that happened in that relationship, you know, that's stuff that you don't want in your right. relationship. Very true. And even looking at my past situationships and relationships, I can pull out not for all of them, but for most of them, I can pull out at least like one thing because, like, for it to as to go on as long as it did, mm-hmm. like something good happened in there. It wasn't just like all completely bad because otherwise I would have been like a hey, X Right. But um but in that like it's a I'm able to find at least like one thing. So like mm-hmm. you know I like the fact of you know when I was on the road he would like call you know like this one guy he would call me and check on me you know talk to me for you know that two hour drive that I was on the road mm-hmm. or you know it would be like this one you know he would call and you know say this and that or it'd be another one and he would like bring me food. So it's like you know make sure that I was good and stuff like that. So it's always something that you can take from it whether it's good or bad and say okay like I like this trait or I know this trait I know for a fact I can't deal with right very true and that's very important finding out what makes you tick and what doesn't what you like and what you don't that's why being in that mode of singleness or aka your preparation season is extremely important before you even get to the season of sharing your life with someone because if you can't be honest about what you like and what you don't like and, and you know, what you want, what you don't want, when you get mm-hmm. into a relationship with that person, you will soon find yourself beginning to fade into that person, losing who you are and ultimately probably leading to resenting that person. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's very important for you to truly learn about you and let God teach you about you before that person even comes along. The next one is you begin to shift towards financial stability rather than seeking someone to satisfy your need. Listen here now, thing. I mean, facts. (laughs) But it's true. It is true. I'll be honest. So, um, early, no, it was last year, wasn't it, friend? Um, well, Prior to that, actually. So sometime last year, me and friend, we actually like had this conversation one night. It was like hours long conversation as most of our conversations are. But anyway, um, and we were basically like saying the the different traits like we desired our husband to have. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like around October, I believe. And something just hit me to say like, hey, go to Walmart, get you a prayer journal and start writing like physically writing down the things that Mm -hmm. you would desire in your future husband right so that is what i did now we're not going to talk about how long my list is because it's pretty long but (laughs) but um on that list like i desire i desire for my husband to be you know like financially savvy and for him to like be able to teach me things about budgeting and stuff like that but then like during you know at the beginning of the year you know when i really like honed in on this preparation season Mm -hmm. and working on these different things i realized you know you can't be the way you are and want a husband that's financially savvy and budgeting because when he tells you no because this don't fit in the budget you're going to be looking at him like but I want to and and that's just that's going to cause more attention than anything so instead of waiting for a husband to teach you all these things why don't you teach yourself right listen Mika because look (laughs) (laughs) 
Look, for real. Um, I had to even come to that conclusion too. I mean, listen, it's a whole testimony that I would definitely share with you guys on the podcast where Jesus just basically himself sat me down for <laughs> just a list of things, honestly, just more so I feel like for like spiritual as well as mm-hmm. maturity in areas in my life. But um, I'm going to definitely get on that at a later time. However, it's like I came to this also just like, okay, financial stability. And definitely, like, y'all can't about to tell me my husband going to be financially stable because, hey. listen, I desire, like, I have a strong desire that I want my husband to be able to teach me things I don't know. Mm-hmm. And being right. in past relationships, when you, like, go out there seeking situationships, because a lot of times you tend to, let's be real, date down. Mm-hmm. When you don't know your worth, mm-hmm. um, and I just I've, anything that comes to you, facts basically. And I literally saw myself, you know, in a situation where I was constantly always like having to be the mature one or having to be the one to constantly always teach guys something, and they love that when other people were able to like see how wonderful strong of this type of woman that was but in cl- behind closed doors it really messed with their egos and their insecurities uh-huh. and different things at that stage so that's why i really have like this strong desire I- i've always had have had that but even more it just shows that yeah, like my husband's gonna be the one to be able to like you know, like Kayla said, teach me, you know, more about budgeting, about investments, about stocks, like literally setting us up for generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I truly believe. So definitely write, get you a prayer a prayer journal. Like I said, take this to the Lord and see if God mm-hmm. has guided you to do this, but get you a prayer journal and like write those things down. And honestly, writing those things down will truly show you your maturity level in -hmm. Christ and in yourself. Yes. And, um, basically it teaches you, you know, um, not to have, you know, so much, angst and and, mm-hmm. and be so quick to jump into things um, when it comes out to your finances but to be more so prone to you know sit back a little bit and you know take your time and, and like plan things out so yeah it's definitely good to like be shifting more to a financial um I means it's financial stability before you get with someone and learn how to put yourself on a budget that's literally how you're going to teach yourself how to deal with the word no yes Basically, and listen, and, you know, and be be stern with yourself because be me, I'm, I'm still working on this. Yes, time. Lord, work on the Jesus. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, sometimes my no but don't be knowing to myself. Right. I figured, um, yeah, because I'm yeah. a lot more lenient to my own self. But mm-hmm. you know, be be that strict person, no, to yeah, yourself. To yourself, like you know, of course, have grace and and you know, be lenient when it at the important time right but don't just do it all the time don't be like exactly. oh but listen this, this shirt is only five dollars right. like i really want right. it no no it please don't i woke don't. up this morning let me treat myself to starbucks Ooh. like don't do it I'm please don't do it that one. honestly or the, facts or the bookstore talked about my i literally bought a book just because i was at the bookstore just because just i was out of the day you gotta I know, stop. I know. We I both know. gotta stop. We're working on it. <laughs> working so the on next it. one is you start to appreciate an individual's inner beauty rather than the physical attributes. Facts. Um yeah, facts. it starts to shift strongly from oh, he need to be fine as why to you know, yeah, he need to be attractive. But what you working with though? Like, how mm-hmm. can you basically feed me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, not just physically? Right. So if you're not moving towards that. 
then it's okay. You know, everyone has their own time and journey, but just, you know, take it to God more and tell God to start pruning you a little bit more and start strengthening you a little bit more Mm -hmm. so that you can ultimately grow into that man or that woman of God that God intended you to be, to be able to be accepting of your mate. You know, I was just thinking this the other day. Um, Like I was thinking about like all my past like relationships and like all this other stuff. And I realized that I somewhat had, what's the right word I'm looking for? Um, I Well, I, str- I won't say that. I strongly place stereotypes on people. So mm-hmm. my thing was, I noticed that if I was highly attracted to you, I, I it was a no-go. <laughs> like for me, because right. like I automatically was like, oh no, that person's a player. Oh no, that person ain't gonna do right. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a no. And so I had to be like, you know what? Is is it that, or did you just not think that you yeah. were worthy, worthy enough, enough to have someone that, that was that attractive mm-hmm. or something like that? So that's been something I've been like analyzing working on. and working on myself. Yeah. So, I'm so yeah. proud of you. Thank you. Because, you know, like, yes, it, it, it is extremely important to look on the person's inside. Yeah. You know, and see how a person, you know, feeds you mentally and spiritually. But, I mean, at, like, a small little slither of that, like, you know, attraction is, like, a a, a key component, too. So, oh, it is a key. It's a key. Yeah. So it's like, a key component. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're like me and, you know, you've been through that and you don't, you know, you're struggling with self-love and stuff like that and you don't feel like, you know, you can get someone that's fine or, you know, or be even be like strongly attracted to your person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is just encouragement to like just analyze yourself and to realize that, you know, you you do have that. Like God didn't make you and, and God wouldn't want you to be like, oh, no, I'm not worthy of that because right. you're very much so worthy of that. Right. So future husband, hey. Hey. Hey, Pooh. Hey, Stink. Um, so yeah you are you guys you are worthy and this goes for men too we're not just talking to women okay not just talking to women on this it's for men too like because men go through a lot Mm y'all okay men go through a lot like men need love men need care they need nurturing too like they need to know that they matter they need to know that they're worthy enough they need to know that they're not just this ugly duckling that every woman just tosses aside like they're human too like yeah we're different in various ways they might not be as extremely you know overly sensitive as we are but they have feelings Mm-hmm. And we as women can't just always think about ourselves, but we got to make sure to keep men in mind also. So to all my guys out there, like all these things are for you as well. And you matter, you're loved. Like, and God has a beautiful, amazing woman that's out there for you also. Like, don't don't think less of yourself mm-hmm. just because of like past women didn't know how to treat you. Because mm-hmm. it's not you, it's just that you was in the care of the wrong individual. Right. Oh, I like that, friend. Oh, thank you. You're thank welcome. you. It's Jesus. You know, you better talk, <laughs> Lord. Talk your talk, Jesus. Um, the next one is uh you are no longer bothered with every little insecurity you have in your body. Mm. This is a work. This is a work. Listen, this is a work on. Listen, working on it. <laughs> and honestly, y'all, like transparency hour. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's because of me. 
It's because like when 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 we really look down to it, it's because us because when you know for a fact, y'all, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be talking to someone out there. I don't know who over here on this <laughs> left side that I'm speaking to, huh? but <laughs> but you know, on your left, on the left. <laughs> Are you about to find out? Because I think I'm over there with him too. But um, I couldn't know because I am. Um, <laughs> like you know for a fact, God has been placing the strong desire for your tail to get in the gym. He has Uh-oh. been pushing you to eat right. He has mm-hmm. been pushing you to truly take care of that body. And honestly, you are choosing the love of being a foodie a food. over the word that hey. God is trying to tell thee. Yes. <laughs> Baby Over Ruth. there on that left Milkshake, side, you know, Sonic Blast, all of them. Cookies, so if this, if you fall chicken. under that, this is you and me. It's we. <laughs> it's we. So honestly, I can't really say it's because of every little insecurity I have in my body. It's just all because of, you know, things that I just have to deal with without my control. No, some of it is strongly my control. Some of it is strongly. So, you know. God did give us free will. We just using that free will to be atrocious. Facts. True. So <laughs> be a foodie. God God want us to be able to enjoy those things. You know, it's difficult. Yes. He want us to be able mm-hmm. to enjoy those things, but in my Moderation. Yeah. If yes. God is telling you to really truly like, you know, work on your body, it's because the place that you're trying to go, not even trying, the place that God has you, okay, He has willed you to be, that you now can't go there. Mm-hmm. So this is a means of transformation and a renewing of self for you to be able to shed off weight, both physical as well as mental, as well as, you know, emotional in every other aspect to be able to get you to where he's trying to take you. So mm-hmm. this is just a, a full transformation of self. And yes. you find out when you start to take care of your body and you start to take care of those things, you feel better. And so mm-hmm. this is like literally me talking to myself at this point, like, especially where I know I want God to take me. It's just me, like Kayla said, telling yourself no and being firm with it. Like, especially when you're in the means of that you have no, like, you literally have no excuse. Right. Like, and honestly, this new season that God is taking me into, I have no excuse, okay? I, I literally have <laughs> no, no choice <laughs> but to, like, you know, cook right, eat yes. right, work mm-hmm. out right, and take care of myself ultimately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we all got to work on it. Yes. Um... The next one, you become extremely patient and you are more than willing to take things slowly and seriously. Hmm. I feel like I am moving like a tortoise. So this is me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because because, like, I don't want to rush things at all. Even when I I get in a relationship, like, you know, it, y'all, honestly, this is me being transparent again, y'all, and telling you one of my I don't know if I should call it a terror or a free a fear. It's a terror. It's a fear. <laughs> but, like one of my things is like, you know, because God is capable of anything. God has a wonderful sense anything. of humor. So I'm just like, what if God really, y'all, sent, you know, the man that he has or the woman that he has, you know, for us. And, you know, as women, that man tells you in like three months he wanna marry you. And guys, you find yourself at like three months telling that girl, I want to marry you. Ooh. That is like, oh my God. 
Because that listening. happens. Don't listen to her because you do the will of the Lord, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a like scary you feeling. Like, you the ring. Just, you know, don't act so soon. See, God working on her. because <laughs> It's hard, though. That's scary. It's a, it's a scary feeling because you really find yourself like, what would I do? But, you know, one thing about God, like, if if that's what he has for you, then you just be obedient and be accepting and go yeah. with it. So that is something that is like, oh, wow, you know, that could happen, Jesus. Because, yeah. you know, a man of God could be sure. A woman of God could be like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you become extremely patient and you're more than willing to take things slow. But I could truly say all like jokes aside, y'all, like, if that's what God has for you, don't turn down the wonderful gift that God has for you all because of your fear because God does not operate in fear he's not giving us the spirit of fear but a mm-hmm. love and peace and a sound mm-hmm. mind so we can't just automatically I justify I hear you I'm talking to me too mm. we can't you know just de- just deny because you could be denying the blessing you could be denying a blessing. This is whole facts. whole facts. So just if you're dealing with fear yeah. like us over here, or you know, <laughs> in that moment of like not knowing what God could do in that season in situation, just like literally take it to the Lord. Let him know your feelings. Honestly, he loves when we're transparent and open and honest with him. And mm-hmm. I promise you, he will give you a sense of peace in that and a sense of knowing, hey, just trust me. Everything is gonna be okay because it's God. He He has a way of reassuring us for sure. He do. It's it's scary, y'all, but we just gotta lean on God. It's scary. And the last one is God communicates with you about your future marriage or relationship. Listen. Okay, so um, like I've been he- I- I've just been hearing about marriage a lot. I have. <laughs> I have been hearing about marriage like a whole lot. Like it, it's it's sometimes often frequent and sometimes it's often sporadic. Um, I have to thank my uncle, you know, the wonderful e- elder Jimmy Cows, you know, for uncle this Jimmy. good old Uncle Jimmy for literally calling me out of blue after one Sunday of church and going to you know praise our wonderful lord jesus mm-hmm. and letting me know that god is is, is is sending your husband oh okay well it's a little random but i accept it all right <laughs> so yeah and after that it was like a constantly hearing it about marriage like ever since it's so funny we're even talking about marriage tonight but um <laughs> whenever god you know prepared like he's preparing me now but whenever god sees that i'm ready for that then of course yeah but i truly feel like he still has me in that preparation season because I know it's some things I still have to work on because that mm-hmm. whole no thing, yeah, I, I have a problem with even saying no to myself. And mm-hmm. I, I do not always like the word no when I want what I want. Facts. Oh, when that craving gets the craving. Yeah, very true. So I'm working on it. God is, God's still working on me. So he yeah. still has me in that preparation season. Yeah. But I'm glad because whenever my husband comes, <laughs> I stink. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be ready to you know go on this journey towards god's purpose and will together and i'm excited about that yeah so y'all definitely definitely i'm going to also post this article on the facebook post please be sure to go and follow fearfully and wonderfully made 
on Facebook. It's fearfully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made. You should you should see yours truly with a crown and surrounded by mm-hmm. sun, sunflowers, sunflowers on the picture. And also be sure to also go and to like and to follow the Millennial Christian Guide on Facebook as well. It's purple mm-hmm. with a beautiful butterfly. Butterfly. Because so we're evolving and transforming. We are. We like are. Butterflies. And we just want to say we thank Miss Kayla for joining us today thank you for having me well we thank you for being here before we actually get out of here you guys we just want to say a quick prayer with you all and we truly pray that god gives you the sense of peace he also transforms you and renews you in him during this preparation season so you can ultimately be prepared for the beautiful gift of union you know unity with your spouse yeah Father God, we come to you as humbly as we know how to give you honor and praise. God, we thank you for just being you. God, we thank you for bringing us together in unity to go over this podcast. Lord God, to talk about this wonderful topic of preparation. Lord God, and being prepared. Lord God, in this season that we're in to ultimately, Lord God, receive our spouses. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, for giving us the words to be able to share with our dear sisters and brothers and encouraging them to stay the course. Lord God, even for those who feel as though that they can't, to feel as though they really truly need someone, Lord God, open their eyes to be able to see themselves as you see them, to see the worth that they possess. Lord God, to truly see that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord God, take them on a journey, Lord God, self-discovery in you getting closer to you diving deeper in your word meditating on you fasting praying and truly lord god seeing how you can actually be in their lives lord god we ask for you to shower them with so much love lord god drown and drench them in the love that is you because in that lord god they would then be able to actually see themselves as a son and daughter lord god that you have called them to be Lord God, you have them being on this journey alone right now, Lord God, for a specific reason. Lord God, they are alone, but Father God, they are not lonely because you are the source, Lord God, of everything that we need. Lord God, allow them to stay the course. Lord God, keep them strong in this thing, strongly depending on you, knowing that they cannot make it through their strength alone. But Father God, they need you. They need you to be hand in hand in this weight with them. Lord God, we know waiting cannot be easy, but Lord God, with you, all things are possible. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all honor and glory. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Y'all, it has been a joy talking about this. Please be sure to keep your eyes and ears peeled because we will be having a preparation part two and we will be bringing on some wonderful guests as well in the near future. So please keep your eyes and ears peeled once again on that. And also, you guys, remember, you are amazing. You are wonderful. You are loved and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Bye.